minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. What's up? What's up? What's up? Happy New Year's Eve, y'all. Um, I'm so glad so many people made it because I was kind of like skeptical. I was like, it's New Year's Eve. Who wants to film on New Year's Eve? So thank you guys <laughs> for, uh, for coming on. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have a lot to discuss. Um, we are talking about the top 10 moments of 2021 for women's wrestling. Before we get into all of that, uh, we're going to do like a quick run around. Everybody's going to introduce themselves, uh, you know, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff. So right beside me is Katrina. So what's up, Katrina? Hey, everybody. Um, I'm a writer, podcaster, interviewer, backstage correspondent, uh, and you can pretty much find most of my stuff on my YouTube and in Cat Retrust. And Miss Stephanie? Hey, y'all. I'm Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, and um, commentator for the Belladonna Division in Gadsden, Alabama, and I'm just really excited to be here with all of you. And Miss Emily May. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Emily May. Uh, you can catch me at Mission Pro Wrestling as a host and uh, part of the production team, and catch me at United Wrestling Network and all of our women's wrestling talk, and then I have a show, Pro Wrestling Pets, on Title Match Network. And very special guests. I, I feel like we're going to be doing this more in 2022, so I'm really excited. Miss Kristen Alley, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, so Kristen Ashley, uh, co-owner of Belt Bells. Um, I'm contributor and columnist uh, and podcast host for official, or sorry, PWI. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Kristen Ashley. And our editor-in-chief. So much work has been done. I'm so proud of like. I, I'm, I'll, I'll discuss it as we continue. Miss Santana, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Drian Santana. I am the uh, editor-in-chief of Women's Wrestling Talk, uh, one half of the most dominated tag team in Women's Wrestling Talk history. The Saw Shakers, my tag team partner, cannot be here, but I'm representing for both of us, and I'm really excited to get into this list of our top 10 moments. And we just had another writer join us right at right at the perfect timing. Uh, Ms. Candace, introduce yourself to everybody. Hello, everyone. I am Candace, the Ladies Wrestling Griot, and I am so excited to be here with you guys. Um, like I said, when we when we have the writers' conversations, I've been a fan of Women's Wrestling Talk for a while, so it feels kind of surreal to be a part of the conversations, but I'm really happy to be here. 
I'm happy for you guys to be here too. Now, before we get into it, um, some sad news. Um, Betty White has passed away and um, she, I don't know. I feel like she's, there's a lot of wrestlers who were and are fans of Golden Girls and they like, you know, I just feel like there's there's just a, I think AEW did a, a riff on it a couple of weeks ago too. I feel like there's just some type of connection between Golden Girls and wrestling. I don't know what that connection is. Um, but I, I absolutely love Golden Girls as well. I actually watched all their seasons this year um, for the first time. So if you haven't, I definitely recommend you you should. Um, but Betty White has passed away at 99 years old, just shy of her 100th birthday. She would have been 100 on uh, January 17th. Um, I mean, she's lived. A, a, it's crazy because the same year she was born is the same year my grandmother was born. It's, it's just like so surreal. Um, so if you guys have any things like interesting things to say about Betty White, or you, you can you can chime in before we start this top ten. Well, I think I'll start. Um, I know in passing with my grandmother, um, who actually would have been a hundred um, as well last year had she lived. Um, she used to watch the Golden Girls a lot too, and it's just it's almost like the Golden Girls is really a part of pop culture as a whole. It's like, if you've grown up with any person that's older than you, Golden Girls has been on your television once or twice or a billion times, right? Um, and Golden Girls was one of was one of the most, you know, iconic and um, meaningful shows that we've ever had with an all-female cast. And the fact that all of them were best friends, which is, you know, it just made for funny television. And I'm sad to see her go, um, but, in the spiritual sense, I'm happy that she is reunited with her friends um, because she was the only golden girl left. Mm -hmm. And now her and all of her friends are back together. And as cool as it would have been to celebrate her 100th birthday, I know that she is having a good time in the next life. So rest in love to her and peace to her family and friends, to all who met her and knew her in, mm -hmm. the, in the world of Hollywood. And incredible. Uh, she's she's also gonna be reunited with her husband too. Like it, you should watch her bio. Like it's yeah. it's that love story is insane. So anything else anybody else has to say? I'll just yeah, I mean, she she seventy. Sorry, sorry, Candace. Real quick. Yeah, she just she spent seventy years in show business, and she was around in World War Two. Like I mean, wow. she lost so much. And we're we're really grateful that we got seventy years with her. I mean, I think her first gig, she was eight years old or something like that. Yeah, and it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's a testament. Like rewatching, like I started rewatching some of her interviews and how she talks about living such a long life, and how she leads with kindness and humor. And I think we can learn so much from how she lived, and how she brought so much joy to everyone and and I know that like TK you mentioned that there's tons of wrestlers that just love the Golden Girls and just love Betty White in general and I feel like we can all just as human beings learn from how she loved and how she brought humor to people's lives and how she connected everyone um, on a universal level and she also did tons of like animal she loved animals and she did a lot of um, uh, work with them in order to save them and um, you know help raise money so um, she was a humanitarian as well. Very true, very true. Anything else, anybody? All right, yeah, I think we can definitely say that 
yeah, the the connection is crazy, but I'm sure beyond wrestling too, um, a lot of people are, are saddened, but she lives on like in so many different shows and stuff like that. So um, I definitely recommend if you haven't watched Golden Girls that you should. It's very controversial for a show that was in, I think it was in the eighties or something. Um, you should like really watch it as adults because some of the stuff that they, they tackled was was quite interesting. But unfortunately we're not we're not here for that although we might do a golden girls after show which i i think i talked about a couple months ago so i think i think i might that might be happening uh but we're gonna get into our top 10 moments actually before we get into that um our editor-in-chief um took the reins and putting this together um we had a bunch of all our writers took part in it which i was really excited about and um, I'm really excited about the final product. So kind of tell us, Antenna, like how you got to the final 10, because there was quite a few um, options as far as the top 10 moments. Um, <laughs> uh, I would have to say that putting this together, it wasn't easy um, in the writer's room. I mean, we, we went through everybody's, you know, list of those who were their um, top 10 moments. And it, it was so, there were so many different things that happened in women's wrestling this year that it, you just can't narrow it down to just 10 moments, like, or matches or whatever. And so to have this team of writers where we all came together and we just like, you know what, we're going in order. We already know, we already know what number one is number one. Like, you, there's nothing over it, point blank, period. You can't, there's nothing that can top that moment. So, but you know, going down from like, we get to number two, three, four, five, six, all the way to 10, it's like, it's just, it was just a lot of, of just really just having a moment of everyone contributing and putting in and throwing out their opinions as to why they feel like this should be in this spot or and vice versa and whatnot. And so I feel like we, we put together a strong list of things that were that made their moments to be in this top 10. And even in those that we could not include, we could have made like honorable mentions and whatnot, which we might we might discuss some honorable mentions here. Um, but other than that, I, I believe our list was pretty, pretty strong and got a lot of people talking about it and whatnot. And yeah, so I'm I'm excited to really just get into this and hear you guys' thoughts and whatnot. Yeah, definitely shout out to the writers. Like, I, I, Women's Wrestling Talk is like from that last year to this moment, it's incredible. And I am truly grateful, you know, this is like, you know, uh, recorded. I am truly grateful um, for the writers because one, uh, I've said this a bunch of times, I can't write to save my life. And then two, um, for you guys to take this you know, take the idea and just make it like, you know, bring, breathe life, life into it. I'm truly appreciative. And it's just such a, like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm getting like goose pimples. Like I'm just so excited um, for you guys. And 2022, I think when we firstly got our writers together, it was like the end of October and so many things have happened. So many great things, which I'll discuss at the end. Um, so many opportunities have presented itself because of that, that I'm like incredibly grateful and I'm incredibly excited for 2022. So with that being said, uh, let's get into our number 10 moment, which is Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair at the Survivor Series. Um, maybe we'll just start off with you, um, Santana, as far as how you guys got to this being the number 10 moment. Um, well, I mean, obviously, 
this match was going to be on there somewhere. Whether if it was in the top five or in the top ten, this match deserved to be here. From the moment we finally got the man, well, two big-time backs to come back, and we already knew that eventually, they, yeah, we know PTSD, we ain't going to get into it. <laughs> but, still, but, still. But, you know, with, with Becky and Charlotte, they're both at the top of their game in their own way and whatnot. And to once again see this few and although there were a lot of real life issues that, you know, played a big part in it, I wanted this match of Survivor Series to be main event. I really did. But with them opening up the show, I was not mad with it. And from the moment these two looked at each other in the ring and they just started like, you thought they was on the streets, like meeting up in the in the neighborhood and it was just fighting for real. And you can see the emotion and everything. So um, we just, you know, we just felt like this this match here definitely did deserve to go in the, you know, number 10 spot um, in regards to just being Becky and Charlotte. The ending what ended the way it needed to end. And they both go on to their own perspective brands and, and dominate there. Anybody else? What are your thoughts? Well, as for me, because I was there for Survivor Series, and so... Uh, like Santana said, it was we when we were like going through the moments and like we had some we kind of all agreed on and then the other one too. Like, I don't know if it should be a little lower. Um, we definitely felt like we know we've gotten Becky and Charlotte a few times over the last two years, just like those two are like always rivals, but it definitely was a different feel at Survivor Series, their whole attitude towards each other. Like, you know, I still feel the way to Becky. Maybe she'll redeem herself in 2022 with the shenanigans because, you know, Bianca. But, <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, you know, because I felt a little animosity to her when she came out. I was like, mm, Becky, mm. <laughs> you know, I felt the way. But with the see them in the ring, like where it just seemed really aggressive and not like there wasn't much chatting. There wasn't none of that promo stuff. It was just straight we fighting. And I respected that. So that was for me actually one of my best parts of Survivor Series being there. Uh, to see that matchup. And then, like I said, it was really, like, aggressive. And not saying you don't need to be aggressive, but for the way the history with them and everything just seemed like it kind of reached that point that I was good with it being. Like, it was something I could remember. Like, I'll probably still remember it in 2022, like, the level of, like, this is probably one of my favorite of their matchups that they've had with each other. This is probably one of my favorite of their matchups. Nice. Yeah, Stephanie. I mean... Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Lee. No, yeah, go ahead, I mean, Lee. I... I think this was a standout moment for both of them because, we, you know, we saw a new Becky this year, right? We we had, like people are saying, there's kind of that we're a little frustrated with her, we're a little angry, like about about what happened um, with uh, with Bianca. So we're like, okay, so we're so like fans are kind of using that that uh, those feelings to kind of like like see where these matches are going to go, and so I feel like this this match had to be um had to happen um and it, it, so all those emotions were building up for fans in order to see this confrontation we've seen a different attitude with becky um and charlotte and there's been a lot of a lot of heat and and seems like resentment between them and um we're seeing that in the ring so i think it this this definitely deserves to be on on the list for for the top moment um for uh for for these ladies Well, um, I know when I was reading the list, um, which was, you know, very beautifully handcrafted, um, it's just like 
seeing it at number 10 was right for me because like Katrina and um, like Emily said, there was this animosity um, towards um, Becky that I even still feel to this day, um, feeling like she shouldn't be in that position simply because of everything that happened with Bianca or whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know, number 10 is the right spot for it because even though, you know, she did come back in such a big way, this match was still good where it deserves to be on the list, but it being number 10 makes a whole lot of sense. And, then on top of that, you have the way that these girls performed. And even, even as they were heating up, you know, what was going on, it's like they started throwing belts at each other for a belt exchange. And then it turned into them hating each other and talking about all this animosity that we had not even known because we're not truly behind the scenes in that way. But then once it started exploding, it, they took that and ran with it. And honestly, it made for a really good feud. So when they did fight each other, when they did lock hands, you were left wondering, are they going to really you know, put on a stellar match or are they gonna beat each other like two girls in the street? And it was a mixture of the two. <laughs> From my perspective, it felt like a mixture of the two. Like it was a wrestling match and two girls fighting in the street. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, very much so even though i hated how it ended because becky's favorite thing to do now is cheat and that's getting on my nerves but um aside <laughs> from that it was still a good match so number 10 is the perfect place for it and hopefully becky and actually charlotte as well will both get their just desserts but that's another topic so number 10 is a good place <laughs> anybody else All right, so we're gonna move over to the number nine spot, uh, Jazz and Trisha Dora versus Brooke Valentine and Willow Nightingale, Black Girl Magic. Um, I remember seeing this in the chat, um, Santana, as far as like looking for the-, the Yeah, um, I was trying to find like the video or yeah. something. And I was like, I don't have this posted nowhere. Like- I, It was very was difficult. I mean, I like, it was I so hard. Trying yeah. to find a video or even just like a, a one second clip, I'm like, why is y'all holding this hostage? I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to see what's going on. I couldn't find it like very many pictures, no pictures either. Or so, anything. Yeah, it was very hard to find. So, did anybody get to see the match? <laughs> that's, Nothing. That's the one the thing. Katrina, Katrina did get to see the match and whatnot. So, I will kind of let Pat pass this over to Katrina because Katrina and Mika really did choose this for their number nine slot. Uh, Mika is one of our writers, uh, but her, Katrina, uh, her and Katrina, they kind of really bid for this to be number nine. Um, so I'll let Katrina pretty much, you know, explain why this is on the number nine list. Uh, so, yeah, I was there. And so I guess a little like behind the wall moment. This was uh, Tay's first time doing a show um, in general. First uh, show, she wanted an all black show. So everybody from commentary to interviewers to were black women. And so for me, that was already a plus. Like you don't really see or even the behind the stage people at like the referees and everything were all black women. And so that was a plus for me. And so the original match was supposed to be Trisha Dora with versus Jazz for the Af Pan African um, Championship. And then again, being backstage, you kind of see it switch. It's like, you know what? We're going to have all of these ladies just main event. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Like love Trisha Dora. Everybody knows I love Trisha Dora. And Jazz grew up watching Jazz. Absolutely like a phenomenal wrestler. And so... 
there was the so the show was recorded but i think we were so like hyped up like i don't even remember getting actual footage and normally i try to get a little bit of footage when i go to shows like oh i can have this for later i was so into the match that i didn't get any footage of the match myself i got no photos of the match myself but it was such an amazing match and i felt like again the importance of having a all-woman show one thing but have an all-black women show there's I can't even tell you if there's any other show that I can recall where there's all black women on the card. And again, all the way through from like commentary, either Afro, you know, Afro-Latino or black women. And so that was cool. And so for me, just seeing being in the, the moment with somebody like Trisha Dora, who's been absolutely killing 2020, 2021, and then mm-hmm. somebody as legendary as Jess and with Jess, all of her accolades and then the seat you know, Willow and Brooke Valentine, who are also killing, you know, what they do in wrestling for me. I was like, I still remember this as one of my favorite matches of 2021. And I felt like I've seen a lot of wrestling this year, especially <laughs> having to now write and host and stuff. It's like you're kind of wrestling overload. And so even with all the wrestling I've watched with New Japan and Stardom and WWE and Impact, this is a match even being an indie promotion that I can recall very well that it's like this is a it was just an amazing and the whole crowd was really into it so it does suck that there's not much but because I do know it did a premiere on I think IWTV I believe but I think that's the only place that had the actual show full through because again half of us was just like oh my god like this like looks record and so that that was me I was one of those people not recording I probably should have been recording but for me, it was just a moment that I will remember. So I felt like it had to be uh, on the top 10. I didn't even care where. I just know it needed to be on the top 10. Like, that was at the point I really debated during that whole meeting. It was like, yeah, this is a match for me that I absolutely remember, like, loved. So, And it's also crazy, too, because um, Women's Wrestling Talk actually has the connection between for that match. So Trisha Dora was doing an interview with us. And um, shout out to uh, Sarah the Rebel. Um, Trisha Dora said who she would love to have a match with. And she said Jazz and Sarah tweeted it out. And Jazz, I mean, I absolutely love it. I, I, I don't know if Jazz is on this, uh, social media all the time, but that's how we got our first interview through a birthday tweet to Jazz. So Jazz responded and it happened. And, you know, I'm just, you know, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to actively look for it now. I think that's going to be one of the goals to see if we can get it on somewhere. But um, yeah, I'm can so someone, happy that can- it happened. Yeah, can we reach out to IWTV and get try to get it, get a copy yeah, of I'm it? Yeah, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll. I think I when you when you uh, said that in the group chat, Santana, I meant mm-hmm. to, but then you know, holidays <laughs> happened, and you know, but also I, what I will say with, in regards to this match wise, I when we were creating the list, I wanted, I was happy that you know some of the writers were including indie wrestlers because they don't get a lot of attention at all that much like if you're thinking of creating a list of course you're gonna think of aw impact maybe of course WWE somewhere but you're not gonna necessarily think about including anyone from the indie show and so um with this i wanted everyone to feel like they had a spot to be on this list like from i know it's kind of difficult trying to do all that but um being able to include indie wrestlers as well in this list um i feel like that was extremely important to to do 
And it looks like Mika has one of our writers has a good idea of viewing parties. So I, I <laughs> put that put that in the chat, Mika. I think I might might make that happen along with the Golden Girls after show. You know, we have a lot of shows happening in, in 2022. Uh, but so um, anybody else have anything to say about it? Since Katrina is like the only the only person <laughs> that, that saw it. I know it was a good match because all those people that are in it were great. So when, when we get there, we'll, we'll get there. But we're going to move on to number eight, which a lot of us were actually at this event, um, NWA in power. Um, amazing event as well. Um, does anybody want to kind of lead that as far as their experience and you know how they felt about the event? Yeah, there was a handful of us there. Um, I met all of you for the first yeah. time. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was so special, like holding back tears the entire event. Um, and there wasn't a bad match on the card. I mean, the whole entire card straight through was fire. And it just sort of shut up everyone. That, that was like, well, you know, Evolution didn't do very well because some of the matches weren't well and women's wrestling doesn't sell. And it just shut everybody up. It was a really special moment. I was happy I was there. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I know we saw uh, a lot of us there um, and Kristen, we got to meet you in person um, instead of through these little boxes. But um, no, it was, it, there was an energy that night um, for NWA Empower that that um, is was palpable. Um, we could sense how important that evening was, um, and I, it was a very special night for for many of us who got to witness it. Um, and there, I think there there wasn't at, at a few moments there in in the evening there wasn't like a, a dry eye in the house. Um, there was emotional moments. There was moments that made our our jaw drop and um, surprises. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that it it did it did prove a point that. Um, women's wrestling does draw and um, it's important and we need to keep doing it um, and have more more women behind the scenes as well spearheading and making those things happen well I know for me um, it was a huge blessing to be there because it's just at first because I didn't even know if I was going to have a chance but just the idea of even you know pushing forward and still being able to go and meet everyone that was really cool I got to meet TK I got to meet Emily you know and Kristen and it was just the most amazing experience I'd ever had it's one of those things where you've been watching wrestling your whole life and you wonder if there's ever a point where you're going to get tired of it. There are certain moments that kind of make you mad and you kind of just want to drop it for a while. This was a moment that reinvigorated my um, my love for it in the sense that I got to see women who I had seen fight before and women who I had never seen fight before tear the house down. It was all just a learning experience. Like I got to see women like Tootie Lynn take um, Chelsea Green to the absolute limit in the... Um, in the women's tournament cup. Like I got to see Camille fight um, legit Layla Hirsch for the Burke title. Like that was insane. And then seeing the heads and win their tag titles, like that was absolutely insane. Seeing stuff like that and watching Awesome Kong have her moment, you know, with Taryn Terrell and um, Gail Kim, like all of those moments, you know, still stick in my head rent free. Like if I could think of any moment in 2021 that really you know set the tone not even just for women's wrestling but also just for me as a women's wrestling fan and as a professional finding her way it's that moment like that lives rent free in my head for like 
days and weeks and months to come and it will for the rest of my life. So just being able to experience all of that was just truly an honor and a blessing. So it was great. And I'm glad to see it on the list. Yeah. And then also shout to Stephanie. She did a handful of the interviews. Yeah. It was, they were, mm -hmm. they were actually still uh, getting numbers today. Um, yeah. Th that event was, I, I think, um, I, I agree with uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. The pay-per-view night um, didn't have the same energy um, from the crowd. Like I felt like I personally, <laughs> no shade to the guys. So like I went to Lemon's event and I don't, and I, I, I mean, for those who, who know me, know me, but I don't stay, I don't stay for events. I, I usually either leave halfway through or I come midway through. That's just like my thing. I started there. I stay the whole way through, but the next night, I think about quarter way through, I took my laptop, I went downstairs and I started editing. I was like, this is great, but yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I, 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 and this also speaks to letting the people who, who've been in the ring, who have, who have the, the knowledge to, to put the behind the scenes together, let them actually do it. Not everybody can do both. But, you know, Mickey James, like also shout to her because she and um, shout out to Ella J too. Um, she, they both kind of bullied me into going and I'm so th thankful they did. Um, it was just kind of, it was amazing. It was amazing to see women who've been in the ring step behind the, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, put such an amazing event together. And from the beginning to the end, and like I said, usually I, when, when stuff starts lulling, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, I'm ready to go. There was not a moment where I felt like I didn't feel like that. It, every match was amazing. Every, you know, woman brought their energy and they were just so like great. Like it was just such an amazing event. And if you don't get, if you haven't seen that, I definitely recommend checking out um, that, checking out Empower and then also check out the interviews on Women's Wrestling Talk because there were some great interviews as well. Um, anybody else? So we're gonna move on to our number seven, Diamante versus Big a uh, Big Swole, the three strikes match. Um, how did you guys feel about this one? Um, this match here, I felt like it deserved to go on the list because it was a moment. It was the first time there ever was a three strikes match, on, and this happened on AEW Dark. And I remember a lot of people were not were not happy because they felt like this match was so good. It should have been on Dynamite, not going on YouTube. And mm -hmm. when you see Diamante and Mixwell, they worked together plenty of times. But in this match in particular, it was on another level. And I felt as if, like, you know, this should be on the list because of the its attention it brought and the moment that they both brought to this match. Um, and, and so on and so forth. And I don't think there has been another match like that on AEW Dark that has really, really uh, compared to what Diamante and Big Swole um, did in that match there. I still, to this day, I still wish it was on TV and not AEW. I mean, Dark, you know, not on YouTube. Put it on TV. Mm -hmm. Y'all can have women matches like that on, on TV, you know. Doesn't have to go to just, you know, YouTube. No. Or at least men at least mention it. That's, yeah, that's you know. Important another thing but you know, well, you know we, there's there's a lot to do in 2022 uh anybody else oh like santana said uh this was probably one of my favorite big swell matches i think big swell is pretty amazing and that's probably my biggest gripe with aew is the fact that all the women's matches are always on the dark and i'm just like 
listen, like even doing the AEW show in Long Island and then they taped both the dark first and then we went to Dynamite and I'm like, so we just have like six women's matches that literally could have made it to TV, but oh no, let's put them on YouTube. And so I'm like, some of the moments, and this is no disrespect to, you know, the fans or to the men, some of the moments that we got on that Dynamite episode could have truly been on YouTube and I would have been perfectly fine with that if they just sort of swapped some of that. So that's my biggest gripe with them is a lot of time the women matches kind of get pushed to the, you know, YouTube. And I think it will do a lot more for getting more women's fans if they allow the women's matches to be on Dynamite, like Santana said, because it was a really good match. And why we know Big Swole will not be with AEW, you know, going forward is just this is something that we don't even know it could have maybe propelled her career even further if they would have put that on dynamite and not left it for youtube it's just, it just mm-hmm. felt like it would have gotten more exposure but it definitely deserved to be on the list uh there's probably another match that probably stood out as well just like pretty memorable of all the stuff that happened in 2021 so i'm good with it on the list i just wish AEW get it together and get more women matches on the actual dynamite show and not on dark I just feel like it's dismissive to put the women there, like after that's almost so. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I, I spoke to um, like a TV executive the other day, and he was talking about how they look at the minutes for like every part of the show. And the minute that, I mean, YouTube analytics does that too. The minute the show dips. So I'm, wonder, I'm really wondering if it's, you know, we as fans of women wrestling, women's wrestling have to step up more and, you know, watch it. I mean, obviously we do, but is it, you know, they're not getting enough, you know, playtime as far as people watching. Like, I really want to know the behind the scenes as far as why they do that. Not to say that that's, you know, excusable because we've seen a lot of men's matches that don't need to go for 20 minutes. Like, so it's just kind of finding, <laughs> finding, finding the reason why they're doing it and then also finding the solution. Um, so hopefully we would get that from one of the promotions. Um, I'm speaking more of like AEW and WWE. Impact has done an amazing job, but you know one of the other promotions as far as their reasoning behind things, which you know I highly doubt we will get. But you know 2022 might bring new things. Um, does anybody else have anything to say about this match? Yeah, I will say just about it. Kind of goes into why um, NWA and Power was so important and looking at how certain females are drawing right now because that's a big question that needs to be answered in 2022 is you have so many fans that are behind what the women are doing but many times when they have either a main event show a main roster show or um sometimes uh women not being moved prior to to a main event match what more do fans need to do a women's wrestling because we're proving that we want to put money towards what the women are doing we are tuning in like we are advertising for the matches and retweeting and and you know showing our support for it so when is there going to be a more of a backing from from major companies to not just say that you know we have them on a youtube show but when the fans are clamoring for a feud and they're making it known, are you going to listen to what the fans are saying and actually push? And it seems like Tony Khan is, you know, making it clear after, you know, fans have demanded that the women have more of a role on, on Dynamite. Is that going to really blossom in this next year? And of course, obviously, we can say the same about many things that have happened in WWE as well. But 
Um, I think that's why, not trying to go back in the list, but why NWA was Empower was so important because it's showing how it doesn't matter what type of fan you have. Good wrestling is good wrestling and people will get behind it. So push who's being talked about. It, it, it's just that simple, you know? Yeah, I, I won't reveal any specific names, but there's one specific promotion that I know for sure. Um, the the actual promote promoter and the people within are looking at ratings. They're looking at TV ratings. And so the problem is that, first off, and then they use that as a reason to not push the women, which doesn't make any sense because if you don't show women's wrestling, how are they going to like it? And then the other thing is, too, you know, there is this whole subset of wrestling fans that don't even exist on social media. And so we can push and we can retweet and we, you know, yeah, of course there's this huge movement online, but there's lots of people that watch TV wrestling that don't go on Twitter and they don't go on Facebook or whatever. So then you have to figure out how do you reach those people? So she's, I mean, Candace, you're right. Like it's a, it's up to the promoter then to decide what's important. So they just need to, to get with the program, basically. <laughs> See, I knew you. I knew you had an answer. That's why I just kind of left it open. I didn't want to put you on the spot like I usually do. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew there was. I knew you were gonna have something to say. <laughs> <There's always> um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on into our number six moment. Um, this was like an amazing moment as well. Um, awesome Kong um, being inducted to the Impact Impact Hall of Fame. Um, uh, I mean, so many stories. Um, does anybody want to start? Um, I guess I will. Um, for me, I feel like Awesome Kong, she deserves this. The her entire career, she has always been that girl. Um, she's always been that girl. Uh, no matter what promotion she stepped into, her dominance was there, her presence was there, and she is the sweetest person that you could ever meet in your entire life. Um, and and I felt as if like, she definitely deserved to be in, in somebody's Hall of Fame. And I'm glad that it's Impact because Impact has showcased their women since the, since they started showcasing women on their, uh, you know, in their company and whatnot. And Awesome Khan has, has had amazing feuds, especially with, with her rival, Gail Kim. They put on some bangers together. And nobody could have inducted um, um, Awesome Kong other than Gail Kim. She was the only person who could give that opening speech but her. There, there's nobody else that could have came out there and did it. And there's so many women by, like behind where everyone who had came out that night and whatnot, and to see all of the new generation of women who could be falling to the footsteps of an Awesome Kong or a Gail Kim, and for Awesome Kong to be the first black woman, like to be inducted to, to their Hall of Fame, it's it's crazy that we still got to keep continue to say the first ever. That that needs to stop. <laughs> it needs to like come to an end. Um, but I don't think she could, nobody could have been the first ever but her. And um, I, I'm always shout out to, to Austin Kong, you know, I'm ready to see whatever her future um, holds for her and, and whatnot when it comes to just wrestling or in her own personal life in general. Uh, yeah, that was like another thing when we were like debating about the spots in the list, we all kind of unanimously kind of agreed that awesome Kong had to have a spot just her legacy in general and 
you know, sometimes I feel like people are more appreciative now than Knockouts Division of what they did for women's wrestling because, you know, we had the Attitude Era. And while I will argue for a few of those women because of me watching it growing up, the Knockouts definitely kind of put women's wrestling as a, you know, back on the map with regards to kind of focusing on skill and not so much that they were just pretty because that's a lot of, unfortunately, that was the Attitude Era with a lot of women. It was more so how pretty were you? How well, you can attract the male fans. And so awesome Kong, just like Santana said, the, the beat of first and it, it sucks. And I feel like now we be counting things sometimes like, oh, this person made it like, and you, I guess you hear when we get to number one, when we start like getting all emotional <laughs> and everything, but uh, just to be the first uh, as a black woman, but as a wrestling fan, when you're growing up and you don't see too many of the people out there, that's like, like that looks like you or not, you know? And so it's always nice to see recognition. I am so sorry guys, like the background, <laughs> um, just the recognition um, for somebody like Awesome Kong to be in that. And then of course by Gail Kim. And I just recently, literally, I think the last time I did the news for uh, WWT, I was saying when she was uh, talking about the inception of the knockout division and how important that was for her being in wrestling. And so to have her biggest impact rival and to have, again, absolutely legendary Awesome Kong deserves everything. Uh, and I do hope like whatever she does next, she's just happy, like just happy and just that's what I want for her. She's just with everything. And so we all definitely agreed like this had to make it. It was just too important to not put that as a moment for 2021, especially with like what she's done as, as a whole for women's wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so agree. I was actually um, there in, in Vegas for Impact for that. It was an amazing moment. And just, you know, I, I'm, I probably say this like a million times. I love a great story, but the story of a real life, like, you know, we had Awesome Kong on and, you know, her stories, the fact that her husband does her hair, which I, I don't know why that still sticks with me through that with that interview, but it's just like, she's just an amazing person and she definitely deserves her flowers while she's here. Um, Gail Kim as well. And it's just like, I really, um, I'm sure it's around if we dig enough, but you know, for somebody to fully tell their story, like, you know, yes, they do interviews and they talk about stuff, but there's like that in between times. Like if you, if you know of Awesome Khan's story and why she left WWE and how all that happened, that in between time, that in between time before Glow, like I'd love to like learn and, you know, hear about those, those nuances in between and what she was doing and what she was thinking. And, you know, she just seems like in such a great place right now um it's just well it's just well deserved yeah i mean i feel like this is it, it, the way i see it is like this induction as well as the moment the surprise moment at nwa empower kind of works in parallel in, in this mm -hmm. year because you had to have that big moment with gail kim and that was i think i think the i think us there we all got emotional because there was like the shock and then also yes. the the emotional <laughs> impact of it um and I, I, like they're saying a little bit in the chat, but I think, um, you know, I know Stephanie, you talked to, to her as well um, at NWA Empower. And there's that like next chapter that a lot of people discuss about kind of working backstage and kind of producing the next generation of talent and mentoring. And um, I'm excited to kind of see what she does next uh, in 2022 and beyond because we need we need those trailblazers to help build the next generation as well and continue, continue that legacy. So I think, um, I think she definitely deserves this spot. And I think we might see her again on another list for 2022. 
Yeah, especially yeah. behind the scenes. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we saw in power and we, you know, Medusa's back there, Jazz is back there. Like, you have these women who have the knowledge. And it's just kind of like, why aren't I, I know Lita was doing some stuff for WWE a couple of years ago. I don't think she's back there now. But, you know, why aren't you using these women to create the storyline so people will want to watch and like kind of giving women's wrestling a, a chance? Um, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. If it's like a money thing. I don't know if it's a you know male ego thing. I don't know what's going on. But it's just like you you cannot you can no longer say that. It's just like, oh, well, you know, there's just a few women here and they don't really know. Like there's a huge amount of women who a lot, lot of women who had careers spanning almost 20 years. You, we, you know, I'm sure if we put our heads together, we can name at least 10 to 20 um, that could, you know, and out of those, you know, with the promotion, it's just I don't want to go on my tangent, but there's there just to be more women backstage and not just, you know, women's like, here's a woman and just not using them. So. You know, that's my, well, my wish for hinting towards possibly doing something behind the scenes. So we might get a little piece of that in, in 2022. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, anything else? Yeah. Um, I know Emily did um, allude to me, you know, getting a chance to interview her um, for Empower and everything. And just having you know, the opportunity to see her have that moment with Gail Kim at Empower was emotional. I cried. Um, <laughs> I cried so many tears. I think you and I were and both then, crying. Yeah, and TK looked at us like, are you both crying? TK was like, girl, what? Tissue um, box. A tissue box for those. TK knows. TK knows. <laughs> and getting to interview her and just seeing how, you know, laid back and how funny she is and just how comfortable, you know, I tried to make her feel comfortable, but she made me feel comfortable as well, even talking to her and just getting to have that moment with someone who is as iconic as her from WWE to Impact and you know being at Empower that you know that day it was just really really cool um and I just can't wait to see what else she has you know coming next and you know it's I'm just I was just really happy and seeing her get her shine um also on top of being a part of and including her induction with at um Knockouts, knockdown. They talked about it a little bit, you know. Just seeing her get all of that shine was just amazing for me. So, I'm glad that we got to have a little bit of time together that weekend. And she's my birthday twin, so that's cool too. <laughs> it's it's Stephanie, um, Austin, Xavier Woods, and uh, Awesome Kong. There, there, there's the trio right there. So we're gonna move on to uh, number five: Bianca Belair and Bailey in Hell in the Cell. Um, gosh, this match. Um, Ooh, anybody want to start with this one? Uh, yeah. Uh, I miss Bailey, and I <laughs> and I say it because she was such a she was like the MVP of the Thunderdome era. I keep telling people like, yo, she was so entertaining, mm -hmm. and always was, I look forward to seeing her. And so now that she's like gone because of the injury, it's just like mm -hmm. WWE needs her. And not to go on a tangent of all the shenanigans that they've been doing, and that's a whole rant I will not get into, but <sighs> it's just, it, it's it's unfortunate, especially with so many women are gone. Um, now from WWE, I feel like we definitely need Bayley. Um, but this was just one of the matches where you kind of showed just how great Bayley is and, you know, Bianca is Bianca. And they killed it. You know, you know, you had Bianca for the first time doing that kind of match and Bayley, he was the experienced one. And even with Bayley being a little bit more experienced, Bianca kind of came up to the plate and still 
you know, did what she had to do and left the way she was supposed to leave. And that's definitely one of like the top moments. Like I can go on a whole thing about Bianca moments of 2021 and I won't, but <laughs> just list all the things that Bianca was just doing all fabulously and everything, but just, it was a really, really good match. And they both, both ladies killed it. And it just made me like when we was going through the list up and I was like, yo, I really miss Bailey. Like she's missing right now. She needs to be here and kind of pick it up a bit for again, the shenanigans that's happening in WWE. So hopefully she'll be back soon and we can see more of her and, you know, she come back better than ever, but definitely one of the matches that stood out for me this year, like both of them really, really killed it in that match. I miss Bailey so much. Like she Same. really was Same. the reason to watch SmackDown. Like her and her feud with um oh my gosh, why am I blanking? The commentator. Michael <laughs> Cole. Thank you. Oh my gosh, sorry, I'm tired. Michael Cole was like it was just the best. And and you know, Bianca is Bianca and she's a star and she don't need anybody help anybody's help, but Bailey certainly was a part of her build to WrestleMania, you know, like Sasha was as well, but Bailey was there. And um, I, I don't know why she's been gone for so long, but like, I'm honestly just waiting for her to come back and just steal the show again. They definitely well, she got injured. Um, like injured. I think right before her, Bianca was supposed to have like another match. Yeah. So she got injured her. right before she was supposed to do like return to the ring. Oh, that's right. For okay. TV. And it was like a week, like two weeks before or something. Yeah. Before money, in back, really. <laughs> and so she's yeah. been out for, but she, I mean, hey, she ain't been too quiet. She's been very entertaining on Twitter. Oh, she's active on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, she's been very entertaining on Twitter. The thing is, it shows you can still be a personality, still cause havoc, still do things, even when you might not be in the ring, right? So you got to keep, you know, that just shows like how important she is to WWE and like the the stories they're trying to put out there. But it also, it's, I, I wonder because this, the, the, the drasticness, um, that's not a word, but you know what I'm saying, of Bailey three years ago versus the Bailey we saw in 2020, like the heel Bailey, it's just kind of like, it, it's so believable that now I'm just wondering like, so, cause you know, character, how character development is, is kind of a part of you and you just kind of amp it up. It's like, so are you really like this mean in real life? Like I, it, that, that that's why I love about it. That's why I love about when wrestling become, it kind of blends and you're not really sure. Some people is just like, okay, you're just, you're playing the role and you know, you're, you're giving shoes to kids and stuff, which is, you know, admirable, but if you're going to be a heel, then, you know, you should say F them kids. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, it, that's, that, that's to me, if you're going to do it. So I'm just, um, I, I just, I love that, you know, she, I think Bosa said it, uh, trying to, I was trying to save it, but a lot of people hopped in. Bosa said, yeah, and, and you said it as well, um, ba Bailey really, you know, kind of helped through the Thunderdome era, because a lot of wrestlers, they didn't know what the hell was going on, because you're so used to the feedback from the audience, and Bailey's like, no, no, I got, I, got, I don't, I don't need y'all, like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this, so, um, yeah, kudos to her, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, you know, when she, you know, hopefully WWE, there is no sh shenanigans with Bailey and WWE, hopefully, but, you know, last three, four months have been interesting, um, but I'm looking forward to her coming back to the women's division and seeing what's going to happen with that, because that, I think that that's going to be a really great shakeup, but not to take away from, I mean, we, we, I mean, everybody knows we love Bianca just as a whole, 
from this friend. Um, so not to take away from Bianca, but you know, Bailey definitely came into her own with this heel turn. And I'm absolutely loving it because we were calling for it for since after Buzz days, I think, Emily. So like three, four years ago, it's like, okay, it's this this side ponytail. We wanted it. <laughs> We did. It's your fault. We did. It's our fault. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I love it. I do have something else to say about this match, though. Like, this match was really cool in the sense that I know as a fan, I was worried because I didn't know how Bianca was going to do um, in a match of this um, magnitude in terms of Hell in a Cell. But she actually brought brought her A game to us because it's just like when you think about Bailey, you know, she had been in Hell in a Cell like a couple of times before and then you're just sort of looking at Bianca like she dominates on she dominates you know without a match without a stipulation but to see her go into this match with that has an extreme stipulation I was wondering what was going to happen here but seeing as she was able to rise up to the occasion and actually come out victorious and being the first non four horse woman to win Helena. So, you know, since the women have started to become, you know, a part of that pay-per-view, that was very meaningful. And I was glad that she was able to have that moment. So, and I thought that maybe that feud would have ended after that point, but they were supposed to fight at women at the um money in the bank pay-per-view, but it didn't happen because of the injury and stuff. But I thought that match was really good and it really does belong on this list. I think that um, Bianca needed that. We needed to see a different side of her. And it's almost like the test as a champion. You have certain matches that make up whether you can handle or go through any storm. And I think that that was a, a great test to see um, Bianca go through that and and prove that, you know, she could stand um, on her own. Not saying that anyone's surprised by that, but sometimes you can't really picture it until someone's really in the trenches like that. And that proves that um, once again, that she's a worthy champion and Bailey really knows how to bring certain things out of her, uh, her competition. And I think that that's a great strength that she has. Um, and as we all stated, um, Bailey and Sasha, cause I saw uh, Nikki's <laughs> comment, they definitely did hold it down during the Thunderdome era. And mm -hmm. um, I think we haven't seen this a lot with the women um, on the roster, but I think with a woman like Bailey, you can really see that they can be long fuse that don't get stale. And I think that um, Bianca and Bailey really showed that uh, this year. So I hope um, when Bailey comes back, she can continue to have these feuds that have uh, these different roadblocks and these different chapters to the story. Because to me, that's what makes you a Hall of Famer is to show that you can work with people and you can take this to different levels and that crowd won't get tired of seeing you. So I, I was very happy to see this match on the list. Definitely kudos to them. So we're gonna move on to the number four, which is another great one, um, the ROH tournament. Um, it was, uh, well, well I'll, I'll give my opinion after, but what, what does everybody have to say about this tournament? Well, I had to, you know, Put my foot down. And yeah, make sure Candace, Candace had to had to put a foot on our on our necks for this one. <laughs> honestly, truly, we like. Um, I, think <laughs> it was, I thought it was going to be a fight, and the white like, Wait a minute, because it was just like just just it was it was difficult trying to figure out where we can place this on the list 
um, mm. because of it's an, it was like between NWA and uh, ROH. These two were fighting back to back. We had one side NWA, we had Candace ROH. <laughs> It was like Candace versus everybody, um, but we 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 managed to figure out exactly where we wanted to put it at and how much of a, a significance it had um, with it. And I I pretty much let Candace, uh, you know, go ahead and talk about this because she she was fighting for it. And and I yeah, because co-signing, <laughs> she fought for that. And I sat there and I watched everything. I was like, I'm not getting it. I think that the Ring of Honor um, women's division is so important because Maria Kanellis deserves her flowers now for taking a few months and making a division that was, I mean, with all due respect, because you still had women like Angelina Love and um, Mandy Leon that were that were trying to make sure that they were still representing the women, Nisumi Sakai, but it wasn't a full-on division. So for Maria to come in become a, a part of the board of directors and then immediately know how to put eyes on the women's division to have women, um, if COVID wasn't ha happening, possibly um, more women from around the world be a part of it. But the women that she had to make it so in demand with, with just within a summer is something mm -hmm. that needs to be mirrored in um, the major promotions because just like we were discussing, how can Maria Canellas do this? But you're hearing that, well, you know what, maybe because of the ratings, the women can't draw as much. No, there's proof right there. A summer mm -hmm. where you show women that can all have the ability and the fan support to hold the title because they're all worthy of it. And everyone came with it because who was to say? And as we saw um, now where Ring of Honor is kind of, you know, you know in limbo, that yeah. they were almost fighting as if they knew that, like, we have to bring it all so that you see how much work we put into this. And I loved the idea of the golden tickets mm -hmm. and then having the weekly shows where they were breaking down the matches with um, Maria Canellas, Lufisto, who is a legend in the business and definitely deserves more credit for what she's done. Having um, women that can really break down and have an analysis of these matches and then um, really show how you can place women all over the board in a company and show how much support they would get across the board. There was no way that you can just pick one match. I think that was more of the fight was that you can't just pick one moment from uh, what the women created because it was, it was too grand. And one thing that I really liked that Maria was bringing up is that she wanted women to have characters because mm -hmm. I think sometimes that's lacking and to have a real baby face. Cause sometimes I feel like that's kind of dying because everyone immediately wants you to turn when you're a baby face to have someone like Roxy, who is a true baby face, but in a sense where you won't feel like you don't want to root for her, you want to. Why? Because they also have real heels as well. Like for instance, Maxine Paler. You want to root for Roxy if you see her go toe to toe with her or Holly Dead. You want to root for her, but then you also will treat the heels the way they should, which is that you really see them. That you don't want to shake their hand. You don't want to get a picture with them after. Mm -hmm. And I think that when Maria was paying attention to all those different things and then making this smorgasbord of talent, uh, I, I had to fight for it to be on the list. There was no way I wasn't going to do that. I already could yeah. see the passion. Uh, I already knew what happened in the raised room with, with that being said. Yeah. 
I mean, I, so I felt like it was such an amazing summer um, of women being highlighted in the ring. And part of that was because of this ROH tournament. And like Candace said, I loved how we got, how ROH um, and the team there took, took women that wouldn't necessarily be paired or matched up together in and put them in situations so that we could see what they can do in the ring. And like these unlikely scenarios um, and, you know, Roxy's incredible and a rising star. And so that was an incredible journey to watch over the course of these weeks. Um, and again, a shout out to how they, they also made it, they had their after show and their, their post show where they broke down the, they broke down what was happening and it was just a creative way to keep the conversation going. And it's just an incredible testament as well to, um, to Maria Canales's work and uh, the whole team there because they they really showed that like this is something um, that is needed and wanted um, and so I like thoroughly enjoyed kind of watching everyone's journey in that tournament um, and I know things are kind of up in the air right now but I think it is like a testament to and, and a good template to just look and see what did well and maybe there's other promotions that can, can do this, you know, more often. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things with um, ROH, ROH and impact. You just assume that because they've been around for so long and they're kind of like the little engine that could, and you're like, Oh, well, they're always going to be around. So, you know, and you, we have to, you know, shout out to um, Nikki from, from women's wrestling talk who shows like super love to impact live tweets, all the stuff. It's you, you have to show love to those promotions because you know, we need those promotions in addition to WWE, WWE and AEW, et cetera. Um, but you know, it was very, as far as the viewer end is very unexpected, especially after they had this tournament. Like, you know, we just thought, we just assumed that, you know, with uh, Empower and ROH, that there's just going to be this boom of, you know, more women's wrestling and tournaments and character development, et cetera. And, you know, hopefully in 2022, um, they'll uh, they'll get it together. Um, I don't want to be like the doom and gloom, but, you know, watching the news with this COVID and this other Omarion veteran. I know I'm saying it wrong, but um, <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't know. We'll see what happens in 2022. It's going to be a very interesting year. Um, I hope everything, everybody's going to be safe, but we just had a local promotion in um, uh, P, I think PWC culture. They just called, they just canceled their January events. Um, so it's, it, I just hope that everything, you know, wrestling doesn't go back to, you know, where we were a year and a half ago, that it still thrives, but we also are healthy. So we'll see what happens with that. So we're going to move on to our number three. This is, you know, I didn't even watch this match. Our number three, um, our number three moment, which is going to be Deanna Prazo and Fabi Apache. Uh, the Triple Mania uh, match. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that, Santana? Um, yes, sure. Um, <laughs> Nikki was really, 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 not only just Nikki, but I mean, honestly, with this match in general, and honestly, with this, you know, as we get into our, our top three moments, because um, we're getting down to the wire, um, Nikki's, Nikki had her top ones. Like, she, she, <laughs> she made it known that, look, 
she had one, two, and three. That was on her list, so she's conquered all. So, <laughs> um, but with this match in, in particular, I mean, you, you think about Deanna Peraza and and the 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 years she has had um, mm-hmm. from winning the uh, knockout title to this uh, AAA um, title, and and to see her in her element with Fabi, and, and I actually did watch the match. Um, it was it was really really good. Um, it, it kept you on your toes. It kept you watching, wanting to know what their next move was going to be. Um, there was, I mean, it was a, it was very interesting with the ref, because um, he didn't have to push that girl like that. <laughs> he did not at all. Was, you got to watch the match, TK. He, he, <laughs> he, okay, all right. He, he pushed that girl like, like get off me type thing. Um, but with with the match in general, I felt like it, it was something that that was talked about. Um, she she's holding uh, two titles from two different um, divisions and two different companies, and having that moment with for Deanna um, to have that um, she she's been on a a rise this year, mm-hmm. and I mean coming in number three in uh, PW PWI and now being number three in our top ten moments. Um, I mean I think number three might be her lucky number, but I think eventually she may have. She may have the number one spot for next year's um, top ten moments. I will say because she she's definitely um, elevated and and her you, you just you just learn so much about talent that get gets released from other big promotions and they go off to become stars mm-hmm. and whatnot. And with Deanna, she she's done that. Um, so I'm. I'm really excited to see what 2022 has in store for her. Um, but with this match in particular, it, it definitely deserves to be in the top three. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, like Santana said, Nikki <laughs> was real firm. Like, I felt like we all agreed the, the, this has been her year. Uh, mm-hmm. She's been killing it. Like, the raw. And so I think we were just trying to debate what moment of hers would make the list because mm-hmm. I was like, sis had a good year. Let's just put her this put her <laughs> a year on the list. She has such yep. a good year that we could just add her year to the list. But then we were like, okay, well, we should have that one moment that would stand for her, what she's done this year. And so we went with the fact that she was the first woman to ever hold two belts or two promotions. And so mm-hmm. that was cool. But she had like an amazing year. Like I literally had to do a top 10 for a site I wrote for her. And she was also in my third spot as well, I believe. I think I put her as number three as well. And I had to like go through both women and men's wrestling. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, well, Deanna's going to be on my list. I don't know if the male fans are going to feel the way about where I put her on the list. But um, I'm like, she's had a hell of a year. And... I'm really, really excited to see what she does in the next year. But like, it was sad. She left one place and it was just like, oh, what's going to happen? And she was like, F all that and did her thing and just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that was the biggest thing was just picking out what moment we want to put. Because I was like, sis had a year. Just put 2021 <laughs> <laughs> on the list. She deserved all of that. And it was just trying to define what moment we would choose. And so Nikki was like, you know, one of the defining moments of us choosing this match. And Triple A, because you mentioned the referee, and Triple A is known for shenanigans as well. With like, you kind of like, wait, what? Why? Why are we doing this? Like, and so you like a little bit questionable with some of the stuff that happens mm-hmm. in Triple A. But um, can it be me? I would have probably broke my whole kayfabe if that was me. But um, <laughs> with that being said, I do like 
she definitely, I feel like you probably, like if she just continues doing everything she's doing. Honestly, I would have put her before where number two is and I debated about that. They know, I think I took 20 minutes of arguing about the number two. <laughs> How <laughs> long was the meeting? So <laughs> she did so much more and I just kept like arguing about wow. that. I'm like, listen, we're going to ignore what she was doing this whole year for this moment that I don't agree with. So <laughs> I argued for that for a minute that I thought she should have been number two, but we settled for three. Okay. I love you. I'm kind of glad I didn't show up to this meeting. Did you guys like drink wine while deciding all this? Because I feel like there was definitely some. I think, no, I, I think it was on a Saturday was morning. So so. I mean, I don't know if they had maybe a drink from Starbucks or something or what, but. Oh, Mika, was, Mika has the answer. It was very, <laughs> it was very intense. Um, especially when we got to three and two. Number one, like I said, they ain't nothing to talk about. But two and three, <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I can really say. Like it was, I was just, I mean, look, I told y'all <laughs> when we had these writers' rooms, I want y'all to debate what you feel <laughs> about what you stand on it. Well, I don't know about Mika. I ain't gonna say I don't I don't know what she was doing. Okay. I can't speak for her. I thought it was a bottle of water. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, the, the two and three, it was out. It was definitely difficult to to um, put it in place. I'll say that. Woo, well then, um, yeah. anybody else have anything else to say? Actually, also shout to Deanna, her, her tweets. She's also really great at, um, it's like when I when I saw her in person because I think she's been on she she has been on the show but when I saw her in person at NWA I was like you're really not like how how are you doing all yeah. these really mean tweets and they're very believable too not to right. you know I'm not I'm not saying which tweets what but if you just watch some back and forth and then you see her in real life I'm like but how does this make like she it, it's just awesome how she's able to be very interactive. Um, on on social media which you know that's a whole nother job so you know the investment in doing that and then you know obviously not taking anything away from her skills like you know we you, you guys had a two and a half almost three hour meeting about this so you don't need to talk about it anymore but you know it's just um i i'm sure <laughs> she could have had a lot more moments so thank you for keeping it to, to one match because mm -hmm. i would have looked at it and it's like okay guys we have to do we have to do one match so <laughs> thank you for thank you santana for 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 doing that because i would be like you can't put just diana number three like that wouldn't have, i mean worked. it'll be crazy <laughs> it was like going through our top 10 you know women who shine this year then maybe yeah but yeah good lord <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> Anybody, anybody else have anything else to say? I mean, yeah, I know all about long meetings, right? I mean, that we fought, well, we didn't fight, but there was, you know, there was multiple meetings for the Women's 150 and um, Deanna was not hard to place. She wasn't, it was a no brainer. Really the, the top five was a no brainer. It was just a matter of which order they would go in. And that's where it took the most. But mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to talk about moments, I mean, this is a huge moment for women and this forbidden door that apparently existed, you know, and um, she really was the only one that was moving so freely around. And that's really what's great about Impact is they're like, look, do your thing and go mm -hmm. and and go fight other matches and go beat other promotions. And um, she 
it was a surprise that she went in there and won this, frankly. Like, it wasn't expected that she would just dominate. Um, but, you know, you look at her skill level and you look at, like, the years she had an impact and there was, like, nothing else for her to do at impact. She just beat everyone. Mm -hmm. So then you might as well go win some other belts. So, um, yeah, number three seems like a really good spot for this. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we're going to hit this number two moment. Whoo. I, uh, yeah, I could see how this one, I mean, well, well I'll, I'll give my opinion after Britt Baker and Thena Rosa. This match, um, actually, I'm going to say one thing. This match, even though the next match, I believe, was uh, won in ESPY, um, it, ESPN recognized other promotions, which, you know, you know, they don't. Um, I think this match would have definitely been up for like this match was incredible. Um, so who wants to start off with this? It was it was also one of those matches because I don't like seeing blood where it's just like, all right, okay, they're like, you know, I'm just gonna just listen from now on. It was it was one of those matches coming towards <laughs> the end, but it was a great match. So um, anybody have anything to say about this match? I mean, I know we we covered it. Um We've, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this match, uh, and we'll continue to talk about this match from mm -hmm. year, years to come, because it it cemented like these these hardcore matches on TV with with women. Um, it cemented Thunderosa as someone that could take potentially, a, a, you know, over the the AEW women's uh, division. Um, it, it there was so this was like a catalyst to so many things this year and so many conversations um and i think i think this is this is a good spot for it um i could see how both of the, the team was probably fighting over you know which spot um but i think it it just it, like the fact that like mick foley was talking about it and legends you know it, it like it, it kind of crossed over it crossed over promotions right so like mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't matter where you people were talking about this across the sports industry um sports and entertainment industry um it just changed it changed the conversation um and that's that's so important to do I'll I'll say this though, um, because for me, I'm here for the blood, always here for the blood. Of course. And of course. I felt oh. as if like, when, I mean, come on now. So it's, it's what do you expect when you're in a match like that? You're gonna expect some blood. You know, you're gonna expect some thumbtacks. You have to put everything them. on the line. Yeah, you know, putting everything out there. And me personally, men have been busting each other open for how many years? So to see women oh, yeah. do it, I love it. I love to see women get down like that because I mean that just shows me that they can do it just as well and even better. Better, I would say better. So it's better like to see to see Britt got blood splatter all over her face. I'm like, girl, you still look good. Smile for the mm. camera because she knows she finds the camera every chance she gets. <laughs> so, and I mean, like with Thunder Rosa too. It's like with 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 this match in general. I mean. It is it's nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Thunder Rose, she may have ran circles around Brit or whatever, but I mean, at the end of the day, this match here is it's gonna be talked about for the longest. It's gonna be what it what it was supposed to be. And I know that um people may say, well, because she was bleeding and whatnot, it took away from the match. I don't think so. I think it was just it was a great moment for the both of them. 
whether she was bleeding or 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 if she just I don't know jumped off the top rope and, and fell through a table or something. Even that cold, this match would have been a moment. It it there's no way way around it. And and with Thunder Rosa and Britt, I mean they're both going on to their own perspective, their own perspective careers and whatnot. Whether they meet mm-hmm. in the ring again or anything like that, um, I mean. I don't feel like the blood or anything gruesomeness about this match really took away from it. It's the moment. It is It is what it is. And, and I'm ready to see more matches where girls again busted open. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it showed that, yeah. like, it was okay. Like, in the chat, we were talking that it was, this was on, like, prime TV. This was on, like, this was, like, on, on television. People are watching it. Um, I forget the number of people that tuned into that. Um, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it showed that like people were watching it and they loved it. Um, and it changed, it, it showed that you could show stuff like that and people wanted to see more of it. And, I know and the blood like, like just added to it. Yeah, the, and I know like people like the bash, the whole blood thing or whatnot, but I mean, I know I know we, we don't care for Becky Lynch. We all want to jump her one day maybe. But I mean, think of the moment where she was standing at the top well, maybe not everybody, but you know, think of that moment where she was bleeding from her from her nose and whatnot. It, for the moment for Survivor Series, that was an iconic moment, and everybody was talking mm-hmm. about it. You know, what I'm saying so. It's like it's just moments like that that women not only do they create their own type of moment, but moments like that. I mean, there's there's no way around it. There's no way to deny it. Yeah, Simply I agree. That. I agree because I remember watching that match. I wanted to watch it because I love Thunder Rosa definitely um, because she had been a guest on my show before and just seeing everything that her and Britt were doing, like I enjoyed it too, even though I know there is this whole stigma about extreme matches, you know, and stuff like that as a sub genre of wrestling, but seeing women be able to do that, that was just incredible because it's just like, a lot of people think, oh, we don't want to bleed. Oh, we don't want to get hurt that bad. And I'm like, uh, no, I can take it just as hard as anybody else. Like, if I'm if I can watch these men beat each other and rake each other in a fence and do all this thumb thumbtack stuff or whatever, then women can do it too. And they show Damn, you you're kind of violent. They showed it for ring on fire. And I loved it. I love that match. I love more blood and fire. fire. 2022. Yes, set the ring on fire. Yeah. Here's the thing too. And spear through a table. Yes. Here's the thing too is that all these all these people, uh, the discourse on Twitter were men saying women don't want hardcore matches. Like, don't tell us what we want. Exactly. We will decide what we want and we'll watch it. And then that's that. And the thing that was really cool about this match was that nobody expected Brits to pull it out. Like we all thought like, okay, well, Thunder Rosa is like, she's already badass. Like she's got mm-hmm. it. We're not doubting her in any, any state or form, but we thought, well, Brit, like how hard is this match really going to be? And she shut us all up. Like she really mm-hmm. put the kibosh on that and just shut us up. And yeah, we don't need Anybody telling us what we like, we can decide for ourselves. And and that's the thing about wrestling is that everybody likes something different. You know, like I don't like super duper hardcore matches. Like there's some matches I can't take because it looks like they're trying to kill each other. But, you know, this was, I, I mean, go to an indie show. You know, this was nothing compared to some of the stuff you see. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great moment. Woo. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it, it, it was, a, it was a great match. 
I definitely want to see them. I'm glad that they kind of took a break, but I definitely want to see them match up again. Like I want to see a feud with them again because it was a great feud. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, after AEW allows other women to wrestle on their, you know, main shows that we'll see that again after, not, you know, before, you know. Um, this brings us... Uh, that part. This brings us to our number one moment. Woo! WrestleMania 37, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Um, I mean, I think we did. I, I this year has been kind of a blur. I think we did. We did do a show for WrestleMania. Um, I think we did a, a watch along. We did. I can't remember. We did. I can't remember. Did, we you, did. did you cry, Stephanie? Yes, I I we both Stephanie and okay. I both cried. Okay, no, there, and, there, and there. Jumped and jumped and <laughs> all of that. Um, so any, it's and anybody's taken. Who wants to talk about it? <laughs> Yaka, listen, as I feel like this was like Santana said that we kind of came in with the list already and we was all like so Bianca's one right and there's no way <laughs> there shouldn't be much of a debate as why she's exactly. number one and so that was probably the easiest part of the meeting was figure out that she was number one everything else got real yeah <laughs> but that first spot we was all kind of on the same page like no Bianca deserves number one just Bianca it's just amazing and the year she's had but that moment again as for me as a wrestling fan as you know, I just did that top five with Steph, with Lita, and how important it was for her to main event Raw in, like, all these years ago. You know, how important that was. And so to get two Black women, two absolutely amazing athletes, like, two superstars of WWE to main event at WrestleMania, and they're Black women, it's like, Vince, you good? You, you, okay. <laughs> like, you know, I took that, like, willingly took that from... Vince, like, thank you for making sure we got that. And again, I felt like it just kind of, even though I still, Becky, better hope I feel better in 2022. But, you know, I still feel a way as the, the way that rain ended. Ugh. Just to encompass everything Bianca has done um, in the last year. Everything she's done, every time she does something else. And you're just like, oh, my God, Bianca's picking up when she picked up Otis and then she picked up Piper Nevins. And then just, like, the fact that how athletic and she's doing it with, like, the earrings, you know, black, you know how us black girls sometimes got to have the hoops and she'd be doing that with the hair laid, okay, and the earrings. And she does it all. She's everything. And Flawless. so for me, how I felt. Just watching her for me, I cry super easily, like about everything. I'm like, oh my god, the puppy, and I'm crying. So for that, I was like a whole mess of like, y'all, like my daughter wasn't understanding why, and I'm like, you don't get it yet, <laughs> like how important this is to just see somebody who's like everything you could want in a black woman, like wrestler, and for her to not only main event but to win it, and then you can see Sasha was also like joyous about that as well, like. Where, like, you know, Sasha's, like, you know, but at, you see her in the corner, like, smiling, like, this was that time, it was that moment. And so, for me, like, even on my other list, she was also number one. Uh, she beat out CM Punk, because I'm like, y'all can have CM Punk, y'all, because everything, okay? <laughs> She's everything. So, just to give, and then to get to meet her this year, and she was just, like, I'm so happy I didn't cry, because I thought I was going to start boohooing when I got to be close to her. And I'm like, oh, you're just beautiful, Bianca. Look, oh, God, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. And she was very kind. And so just to kind of be able to tell her, like, you as a wrestler, what you mean to me as a fan, mm -hmm. it's just everything. And so she definitely was number one. And I will fight anybody who disagree on that one. <laughs> on this Damn. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> anyone on that, if y'all disagree, how amazing Bianca Blair is. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> um. Well, I just know um, I actually rewatched this match this week because sometimes I just pick random times to rewatch that match since it happened. Like I've watched it so many times um, because just the gravity of being a wrestling fan and seeing um, black women not really get their just due in in mainstream wrestling in terms of WWE, even though you did have your Jacqueline's and your Jazzes and you had Alicia Fox for only a moment. And then you had Naomi who had to work so very hard, you know, to <sighs> even get her moment. Like it almost feels like, you know, there's still so much that black women have to do in order to prove themselves in wrestling and just being able to see the, like, all of that coalesce into this main event just meant the world to me. Like to see Bianca Belair win the Royal Rumble, a part of me felt like she was going to choose Sasha Banks because of the fact that she knew how historic that moment was going to be because she manifested herself being black history in the making. Her family made black history. She makes black history. Like Sasha Banks is black history because of the fact that she is the goat of women's wrestling. And I'll fight anybody who's, who has anything to say about that. Damn, you um, very violent today. Just, you okay? Right, you guys, it's a new year starting fights. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, it's just the truth. She's the greatest women's wrestler ever. And it's just like to see both of these women at the top of their game fighting each other in the main event that we push for to be placed there just just spoke volumes and it continues to speak volumes because like you said tk it won an sb like and even mm -hmm. with us being angry about becky you know coming <sighs> back the way she did and bragging about how her main event was first and all that yours may be first but don't nobody remember that for real for real as much as we remember bianca and sasha <laughs> like yours was nominated for an sb but did it win did it carry through no Bianca and Sasha carried the, carried the win through, and they won the ESPY. And people are still talking about that main event to this day. People who aren't even wrestling fans who or who were casual fans are still talking about that main event to this day. And Bianca winning it, which is a beautiful moment for her, and then to have that moment in front of her family and with her husband Montez towards the end, like it was just a beautiful moment, and it just solidified herself as a star and she will always be a star whether she's the champion or not because being the est is a mindset it's not it's not predicated on your accomplishments it's predicated on who you are and who you feel like you are so this moment meant the world to me like it meant the world to everybody else and it always will be the moment and i'm so happy it's number one because i can't think of nothing else to be number one so this makes all the sense in the world so yeah um, anybody else? <laughs> um, I guess I'll say this, um, because like when we're in that meeting, like, like Katrina said, I ain't got to fight you to know this is going to be number one. You already know what's up. There ain't nothing to talk about. We ain't, ain't nothing to say. Cause you say something different. Your opinion don't even matter no more. I, it let me know right now how you think as a wrestler. We ain't got to fight about it. Cause I already know. Um, but with this moment with, with Bianca and, and Sasha, um, I think Katrina and Stephanie have said it, said it all. It's the fact of this is the, once again, first time ever that I'm tired of hearing and keep having to hear. And I feel like it's, it's never in any cycle where we're going to hear first time ever. And, and for Bianca from like, a, like when I had wrote, I was like, from the moment Bianca 
made it to main roster. Even when she stepped foot in NXT, the May Young class and whatnot, she was destined to be a star. Her presence itself spoke for her. She didn't even have to utter a word. You look at this girl and you're like, it's something about her that I, that I like. And she proved it why. Star power. Like she she was everything that a lot of a lot of young girls today look up as to being there, like their Trish or their Lita or their China, um, and, and so on and so forth. She has solidified herself to be in that spot as being as someone who is an inspiration to younger girls because they look like her. That's always been her motto. Um, even when I spoke to her before her match against Sasha. She talked about it being just two alpha black females in a match, being able to be an inspiration to younger boys and girls who look just like them and be able to say that, you know, I was I was alive to witness this moment between these two. It was it was bigger than a match. It was the moment that was created around from them trying to hold back their tears and whatnot um, from the, the moment we knew that this that Bianca selected. Sasha Banks to be the person that she wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania from Bianca being the first black woman to win the Royal Rumble. Automatically, when she came in in 2020 Royal Rumble, she was the MVP. She was eliminating girls just like that. Um, and, and to have this moment with Bianca and Sasha, we ever, I know a lot of people put it on Bianca, but we have to thank Sasha Banks. And I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan, so y'all can fight me. I don't care. Square up. Uh, Cause I'll hit y'all with the whip braid in a minute. But however, comma with <laughs> with Sasha Banks, you have to thank her because I don't feel like Bianca could have been in this main event match without Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like she could have did it against Oscar or anyone else. It has to be Sasha. And I know we, like I said, we wrapped around this moment for Bianca in general, but that was a moment for Sasha too. The moment of how she was happy about Bianca winning. You know, whether she had the loudest whip that may have reminded us of how what was left on us as a kid from FIP like this. However, <laughs> um, just being in that moment and witnessing it and watching it from beginning to end and seeing the outcome, I don't even think Bianca knew she was going to win that title. It made it so much better. And to see her carry this title and, and everyone be so happy and, and, and everything like that, it, it was amazing. And even without a title, she's still relevant. Point blank, period. She don't need no title. She's still relevant. Her moment outshadowed that little 26 seconds that Becky liked to keep holding on to. It don't even matter no more. She didn't pick up Dewdrop. She out here picking up Otis. She out here picking up Espies. She's out here being just who Bianca is and that inspiration too. And to be honest, Bianca gonna go in the Hall of Fame like as soon as she hang up her boots, that's it. She's already solidified herself to be that that Hall of Famer, and that's that's me. Point blank, period. Then she was a sole survivor in Survivor Series too. Like how can you how can you bet against the quickest, the roughest, the toughest, the fastest, the strongest, the best, the girl, uh uh-uh, foundation? She go here now. Like you just can't bet against that, like at all whatsoever. And the year was Bianca Belair, and in two thousand twenty two. Bianca Belair gonna be on a whole another level. I'm rooting for her to be number the first ever second woman to win the Royal Rumble again, and go on to WrestleMania and, and face whoever the champ gonna be. Cause Lord knows who we don't even know. Lord, we don't. 
at this time. <laughs> we don't know what's going on. But however, it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it has to. Automatically. Ooh, okay. Anybody else? <laughs> Everybody's like, no, nah, I think the three of you guys listed everything. You listed. covered it. Uh, yeah, we listed <laughs> everything. Um, oh, go on, Kenneth. I was just going to say after all that, um, because I agree totally with everything. But um, when Bianca was in that moment, the only thing I could think about at WrestleMania was that since the beginning of her career, she has made it clear that she was carrying other Black women on her back and that she was celebrating them. So we're gonna to continue to celebrate however long we want to because of what she represented and how she didn't ever feel that at any moment that it was just about her. It was always about having that proper representation. So I will continue to celebrate that amazing moment that her yeah. and Sasha Banks had. So salute, salute to Bianca yeah. and Sasha. Yeah, and we saw that like when they first stepped into the ring and there was tears in both of their eyes. Like that was a moment that was palpable ac across the world. People were watching, and that's that's going to carry with us um, as we see Bianca continue. Like as as was said previously, like this is just the beginning. Like this is just another like a, a first moment that, but it's going to continue to grow, and we're going to continue to see her her star power and just her impact on the industry. Ooh, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna follow any of that. That was all amazing. I retweet everything. Um, before we get out of here, um, I just wanted, to, I, I just wanted to go. Uh, everybody, kind of go through what their um, their hopes are for women's wrestling in 2022, and then also like what your hopes are, whether it's personal or professionally. I kind of believe that whatever you put in the universe, you know, it's it's better to put it in the universe versus just kind of keep it inside you. Like, you know, yeah, you want to keep some stuff to yourself, but you know, put it out in the universe and things might happen. Um, WWT has magical powers. So um, uh, let's start, we'll start, we'll go the other way. Let's start with Candice. Uh, my hopes for 2022 for women's wrestling is that um, this one is kind of just in general for women's wrestling, the first one, but that we can start to unionize and start seeing um, more of a protection for the wrestlers. Um, I hope that that conversation can, can continue more this year. Um, I definitely will love to continue to see um, more legendary, valuable women that have really had so much experience in the business continue to get positions behind the scenes because their knowledge is so valuable. So I hope we continue to see that. I'm really hoping that Ring of Honor can pull through and uh, continue on, maybe, you know, evolve their products. And of course, obviously, we all want to support and um I'm really hoping that we could see more time for the women in AEW because the talent is there. The women are amazing. So I hope that they uh, get that push and just all around for women's wrestling that we can all continue to talk about women's wrestling from all over the world and continue to show that support and that they can continue to get more uh, branding opportunities, more sponsorships, more abilities to have the feeling that just like the male wrestlers, they're getting that backing to show their brand in all different forms of entertainment, but to also make that money outside of wrestling too, because they are marketable. So I hope that happens more in 2022. Nice. And any goals for yourself personally or professionally? Um, I love 
talking about wrestling. I love now that there is more talks of women that have paved the road before this era. So I hope to continue to talk about that. I love the connections that I've been making with women or men that have felt that they have been alone in their thoughts about wrestling. So it's nice to have those connections and I, I really want to continue on with that. All right, uh, Santana. Um, I think for me in, in the women's division, um, more so worrying about when, when they know that they need a break. Um, a lot of wrestlers, just women wrestlers or wrestling in general, mental illness plays a huge part in in the wrestling business and whatnot. And I wish nothing but like the best of help that a lot of these, especially women's wrestlers, they go through a lot of things behind closed doors that a lot of people don't know about until they're ready to share their story. Um, and I, I really would want women to um, get more opportunities and whatnot and not feel as if like they have to work as hard as the men you know, but they, it, I mean, it's, it's women. We, we have no choice, but to, you know, either way I go, we, we have to put, we have to work the hardest just to get the most TV time or to get these matches or get these opportunities. And I hope that one day it does cease to that, that women can put on matches, put on all women pay-per-views and, and still sell out and whatnot. Like don't, don't allow what people think about ratings and whatnot, try to deteriorate that they can't put on these type of shows and they can um, just more so just having more moments um, for women and especially, our, of course, our black wrestlers at that deserving and giving them more moments, too, because they they definitely deserve it. Like we're going to ride for our people for real. We are. We might pull up on the spot and, and you know, ask you what's up. But, we, you know, we ride for our people. Um, as for me wise, personal, um, I would say that I would want to start. Um, getting more so into talking more about wrestling um, and being a, on a part of a lot of different things. Like, you know, like, shoot, I want to see myself on a bump one day. I'm just going to put it out there. I want to see myself on the bump. I want somebody to be like, you know what, Sinten, I want to bring you on to the pre-show of, of whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's what's up. I'm here for it. You know, just just be more so just getting myself out there and, and building more with, with each and every one of you and whatnot. Um, that's, I just, honestly, whatever, whatever God has planned for me in 2022, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm not going to ask no questions. If God want me to stand outside in the freezing cold, I ain't going to ask no questions. I'm going to do it because that's what God want me to do because he know that if he put me out there in the freezing cold, I'm going to have a master plan to figure out how I'm not going to be cold no more. So just, <laughs> just, just anything, whatever God got in store for me, I'm, I'm happy for it. Whether it's challenges, obstacles, whatever. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm prepared. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kristen, what, what do you, where, what are your hopes for women's wrestling 2022? Uh, yeah, women's wrestling, just more. I mean, simply just more. Just more everything, more shows, more matches, more wrestlers. They're certainly out there. Um, I'm creating a women's 500 list, and it was super easy to find 500 women's wrestlers that are out there. So just just more of everything for them. Um, and personally, I like I just want more collaborations. Like I love being on here. I love all the collaborations I got to do in 2021. 
Um, and I, I tend to like to do events. Like I'm, I'm sort of falling into that. I love the events part of it. And hopefully I can, hopefully I can continue to use Bell the Bells to, uh, give other women some shine and, and just keep those collaborations rolling. So. Nice. Yeah. Emily. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think so many of you have said, I mean, I think we just need more, I love the idea of collaboration. Um, we, I think we need more like women's wrestling, you know, all women's shows and have more discussions and have people talking about it on a global level. Um, I think also we need more, uh, more women behind the scenes and producing and behind the camera and doing all the work that it takes to put on a show. Um, I think that that is important as well. So I know we talk a lot about all the in-ring talent, but I think there's so much talent beyond that that is so important to cultivate as well. And so I want to see more of that. Um, and just for, for the world to be happy and healthy. <laughs> I know that's a, that's not a wrestling related, but I like it. No, I like it. You know, there's a lot going on and the world can be overwhelming and sometimes it's hard to be focused. I know, I know wrestling brings us together. Um, but sometimes it's, it's important to recenter and, and, you know, and give thanks to just the, the everyday things. Um, and then I think just personally, like one of my major goals is to be on national television this year. So, uh, in 2022, so, um, that's, that's my big goal. I'm going to throw that out there and, uh, yeah, just continue to work towards that and collaborate with all of you and, and continue to talk about wrestling, continue to, to connect with people and just make people smile. There it is. Miss Stephanie. Well, um for wrestling i do want more time for the women and more stories that are a little bit more fleshed out and more realistic as opposed to fighting over you know trivial things that are just basic because men are able to have all these big drawn out you know nuanced stories so why can't the women um i want female um women journalists to be more respected that's definitely something i want more of um, because this year showed me that some people might be on their BS, but we ain't gonna get into that. Um, but um, I want more respect for us because we really do um, twice as much work, if not more, than some people do, and we should be respected for that. Um, I also want wrestling to be a little bit more respected as a sport, but that's something that can happen, you know, more and more um, as it goes on. And I just want to be able to make more great connections and being able to talk with more people about wrestling and how great wrestling is um because i'm really grateful to be to have been brought on for women's wrestling talk like i love being a part of it and i'm just really happy to be a part of it you know even as a person who just started in this game just last year um i'm really happy to be connected with all y'all and have you know, and to watch all of you guys grow because it inspires me and lets me know that I have a place because y'all have a place and it's cool. Um, and personally, I hope to continue to have more opportunities to commentate and possibly be the first black female commentator on WWE or Impact or anywhere. Um, and 
just continue to just use my voice to speak out about things that matter and for my mom to be able to see it all happen. So, yeah. Katrina? Uh, well, for women's wrestling, I feel like it's kind of all been said already, but just definitely more women's matches. Uh, Tony Khan, I feel like I just need to directly say that. Please put more women on Dynamite and not on YouTube. Like, stop it. Set a Twitter fingering up about everything else under the sun. Have <laughs> so women's matches is on the Dynamite card to do that, Tony. Particularly, um, but in general, just while I feel like indie promotions are doing a lot better with the women's shows, um, and I will be one in January, which I'm super hy hype about because it's like 20 minutes from my house. But they're doing like an all women's show, and like Diona Perez will be there, Mercedes Martinez will be there, and I'm already just hyped about being like in a situation where it's just all women wrestlers kind of killing it. And so we can get definitely more women's pay-per-views or shows that'll be great. Um, I would say it would be nice for some journalists and some fans to be a little more kinder to the black women wrestlers. They seem to be a lot harsher with their criticisms and what, excuse the word, but like some things that can be kind of mediocre are praised sometimes, but then the black women in general, I feel like we got to always double work anyway. Uh, we have to be like damn near perfect for it to get any type of credit or recognition. And so just be a lot more kinder to the black women wrestlers because I feel like we get um, we get put in this, like the pedestal has to be so high and not to say don't be great at all times, but I just like a lot of the criticism I've seen over the last few months, it's like very different with black women wrestlers. And so try to be more kinder about that or at least be equal with the criticism if you're going to criticize um and i think the mental health thing was mentioned and i think that's actually important as all of us in general like this whole covid thing i felt like you kind of was forced to deal with like oh you're stuck in your house it's like now let's think about the fact that oh, i may be kind of depressed or something and you were kind of forced to kind of deal with that and i feel like especially it was said about women's um women are not only judged on their skill, but their looks. And you see like some really ridiculous comments sometimes from like fans like, oh, she's, she looks funny or, you know, she's, and not to say men don't, but you know, like you get that one woman and she's like extra curvy and then you got the comparisons. And so a lot of just people being more kind in general, and then hopefully that everybody has like that time to just kind of decompress. If it means a break from wrestling, if you have to go on an injury, storyline injury to get a break, do so. I feel like that's important and just you know more respect for women's wrestling like it shouldn't be like we're clamoring like oh my god we got that we got those three women matches on the card and we're like yes that's amazing it should be a like norm it shouldn't be like we're literally clamoring for it and so that as far as personally i feel like this is honestly like my fictional writing totally slapped this year i did no fictional writing and i had to kind of do a podcast like sorry guys i totally slapped with you guys this year but wrestling's been great so um i just you know i was really fortunate thank you sarah for kind of putting me on to women's wrestling talk because she's literally the reason i even knew uh that you guys like even existed and so thank you for that like literally and I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, but TK particularly, I feel like I talk about you to like anybody who would listen. I'm like, oh, TK has like this super amazing resume and she was just so kind and always looking out. And so thank you for like uh, allowing me to be part of this. And then the collapse and like the interviews and literally me doing this has opened up other opportunities and making me more comfortable because I still hate being on camera. But uh, <laughs> it's made me more comfortable to be able to do camera and not be like, oh my God, is somebody watching my facial expressions or something? And it's not 
as bad as it was for me in like January. And I was like, oh God, let's just cut the camera off and you could just hear my voice, which I don't like either. But you know, like, and so just being more comfortable on camera and, you know, uh, somebody said something about ring announcing. So maybe if I get more confident, I can do that in 2022 and more backstage correspondence because that was actually really awesome to do this year. And Mercedes gave me like super awesome advice and Jazz gave me super awesome advice. And so to have be able to conversate with them and converse with them and everything was cool. So just more of that, like more opportunities with wrestling and like more like networking, but more women because we're the women fans are out here and the women journalists are out here. And so just more of that and everybody not being so shitty because there's a lot of that online and so don't be shitty. And that's it. Like, that's what I want. Just like people go into 2020, be happy and hopefully crushing the things you put out there. That's like my biggest thing for everybody. Woo. Well, I retweet everything y'all say, um, but I also want to shout out Mika. Um, we did this open letter to Naomi on our um, on our page. Um, I just, I, I mean, for y'all who've been watching me for a while, I have been a fan of Naomi forever, and um, they're just like consistently just disrespecting her. I don't like it, um, and I feel like uh, there was somebody behind the scenes that. It told me how, you know, even though we as fans have been clamoring for Naomi, Naomi has to do a few certain things social media wise for the two things to meet to, for her to get what she deserves. So I hope she receives that information from that person and um, she does what she needs to do because I just, it's just talent gone to waste. Um, so um, somebody did do in the chat. We also have a t-shirt. We write for Naomi. I just got mine today, so I'll be posting it. Um, that's the main thing. And I'll obviously, you know, pay, ageism, all that stuff, which we will be discussing on a monthly basis. Um, shout out to Candace for putting that list together. So there's going to be a lot of things coming um, for that. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, just, I want to see more wrestling, but I want to see storylines like I love good stories because you remember the stories um you remember the great matches and you remember the stories um so you know a two-minute match um you know it, it it's a great story yeah but I don't know how you're possibly going to be able to do that um but I just really want some really great storylines so I I would take less wrestling for some good storylines not you're no longer my friend anymore I really don't want to hear that anymore um and then uh, there's so many things coming with, for Women's Wrestling Talk. There's a couple of shows that we're actually debuting. So um, I'm really excited about this. I don't know if it's because of the graphic or whatever. We have Turnbuckle Glam, which is going to be happening at the end uh, once a month. But on a weekly basis, we're going to be talking about fashion and wrestling, which I'm excited about. Um, we also have a Raw After Show, which is happening uh, every Mondays at 8.15. We also have a SmackDown After Show that's happening as well. Um, Santana and I are going to be doing a news show that's going to be happening every Friday as well. So there's a lot of different shows that are coming, um, that are coming. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm just excited at the fact that, like I said, at the beginning of the show, I'm just so thankful for all the hosts, all the writers who like believed in the vision because so many other people have seen that and they've kind of come, um, to the aid of that, you know, shout out to fight TV, um, we have a new promotions company um, that is helping with our sponsorship 
and uh, radio development. So that's that came about because of the website, because of everything else. So, you know, 2020, 2022 has been a really great year. So I'm really just hoping to showcase more wrestling, um, you know, showcase different hosts, brand partnerships, like you were saying, Christian, like I, I love to like just be able to talk to different um, different um, companies about wrestling. Um, also shout to Wrestling Inc. I'm gonna be doing stuff with them every uh, every Friday. And then personally, um, I mean, I, I remember I love just where um, my businesses have were last year compared to this year is just absolutely crazy. And um, for y'all who don't believe in vision boards, I really think you should do them because that was a game changer and not a vision board that you kind of put in the corner and you don't look at like a vision board that you look at daily. Um, for me, that was a real um, game changer because, you know, the numbers that I put for all the brands, they hit. Uh, they hit very close to the end, but they hit. Um, so I'm really happy about that. Um, and then um, there's some radio opportunities that are coming down the pipe um, that I'm really hoping that's going to happen as well. Um, that came out of the blue. Um, that was also on my vision board. So, you know, national, um, I, you know, I don't really, I, I'll, I'll say yes to TV, but doing radio from home is, 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 I like staying home. Um, but other than that, I really just, I'm just thankful for women's wrestling talk. I'm thankful for, you know, um, everybody who's come on. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, traveling more, giving more opportunities to travel, um, hint to the, you know, the two big promotions kind of get your ish together, but you know, cause we might talk about you. We'll see how it goes. Um, but other than that, that's about it. I'm just excited about the new shows. Um, so uh, we'll announce all those coming down to the pipe, uh, coming down the pipe in the next couple of days. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, let's have everybody kind of give their social media. Um, we'll go. We'll start with Candice and then kind of go work our way up um, social media where you can find you all that good stuff. On Twitter, I am at Wrestling Grio, and on Instagram, I am Candice LJ. Um, for me on Instagram is at Centena Muse and then on Twitter is at Drion, D-R-I-U-N. Uh, yeah, I'm Twitter, Kristen Ashley. Also go follow Belts Bells and official PWI. I am Emily May Heller on all social platforms and then Emily May on Facebook. Um, you can follow me at Queen Steph Hardy on Twitter and on Instagram. And also follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and the Belladonna Division on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, and for me, um, I'm on Twitch, TikTok, and all that stuff. So just if Cat We Trust, you'll find me. And just the only difference, Instagram and Twitter is ease at three because, you know, shenanigans. But in Cat We Trust. That's the word for 2021 for you. Um, you can follow me on everything at TK Trend. I'm also on everything, but I don't really, I'm not really on everything. So like I'm a TikTok, but I more just watch people. But any, anyways, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, make sure you're following a Women's Wrestling Talk on everything. Definitely go and check out our website. If you haven't checked out our, our website, www.talkpod.com. There is so many articles. Like I kid you not. If you were to screenshot where the website was last year, which it was non-existent, um, to where it is this year. Uh, I am super, super excited. And the content is amazing. So definitely go check that out. Definitely go and follow our social media stuff. 
another, another, you know, Sarah, Sarah is doing an amazing job, but you know, Santana took it to a whole nother level. Um, you know, so shout to Santana and the crew that's helping with the social media. Um, yeah, I'm just super stoked. Like, but it's just content, content on top of content. So I'm really excited about that. So make sure you go and follow us on all our social media platforms at www.talkpod. or www.talkpod on everything. Other than that, um, I guess we'll see you in the new year. Um, till next time, guys. Ciao. Women's Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.